3: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
4: Men should be the stable ones. Men don't need to be crying in front of women. And ideally, they're not splitting chores. And I don't mean that disrespectfully, but I don't I think that if a woman cannot look up to you in some way, then she cannot respect you. And if she cannot respect you, she cannot love you.
5: I totally disagree. Totally disagree. I, I totally agree. <laughs> totally disagree. <laughs>
3: step forward if you agree with the prompt men are designed to want to sleep with multiple women
0: yeah i would say um i definitely agree that uh men you know want to sleep with multiple women i think it's natural because uh, one of the things are is because we, you know, we have so much sperm <laughs> and that way, you know, we produce so much sperm and that makes us want to repopulate the earth basically. And so a lot of times what happens is, is I think that society is telling men not to do that for whatever reason, you know what I mean? And some, some guys fall into that, but I definitely believe that, you know, men actually want to be with multiple women because it's just a natural thing in us. This is why you hear all the time you know, men always cheating, and guys feel like they, you know, trying to hide the cheating and everything like that. And if it was natural for them to just want to be with that one woman, then cheating wouldn't even be an issue. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at it.
2: Yeah, I think uh, for the way we were cultured, I agree with that, but also to just through human history, right? For survival, Mm you, I mean, maybe this is old school thinking, but it's just like for survival, you need to have lots of kids. Mm -hmm. So someone's pregnant how do you keep multiplying? You just more women, right? right? Not saying it's right or wrong,
0: but it's just kind of the way. I think women even cheat too. It's like fifty-fifty. Yeah, I think women also some you know want to do their thing. You know, what I'm saying in some situations, you know what I'm saying. So I don't think it's just I men. I think it's a natural. Like I feel like because that desire is there, it's it's a natural thing for you know if we're talking specifically men that desire to want to do it is natural in us. So then, therefore, you're going to want to do it. So I don't think it's a you know. A natural thing to just be with this one woman, but at the same time when I'm with this one woman, I only want to stay with her It's almost like I'm lying to myself if I just want to be with her. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that makes perfect
6: sense But the question is 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 that the end point is being with multiple women the end point? I'm of the firm belief that it's important to Position yourself as a man to have the capacity to be with as many women as you possibly can and position yourself in a way where you understand female nature and you maximize your potential as a man and that's where I don't necessarily agree that just because there's a deeper desire to continue to do it means it's going to be the most optimal thing for you and your own ability to thrive at the highest level and connect with god here on earth i
2: was taught not to be with multiple women right but it's like especially i mean here's the thing especially when you're in a relationship right it's like it's better to grow together with somebody than multiple people which i totally agree but i think in the dating terms it's like there's nothing wrong with being multiple women uh, because I think that's just dating, it's experimenting, it's finding other people, but are we naturally made to just always be with one person? It's like, if that were true, then these first thoughts of being with another woman, even though I'm in a committed relationship would never occur, but it comes up once right. in a while, but it doesn't mean I'm acting upon it. So and you are, might be being generous about saying once in a while probably comes up quite a bit. Ah, well, it depends. What kind of relationship you're in, I guess, or how how good of a day it is, right? Like, but I would say for me, if it was totally natural, even though I was natured, nurtured into only being with one woman,
0: that these thoughts wouldn't occur then. Right, and th- the thing with me, I'm you know I'm non-monogamous, so I have I have a wife, I have a girlfriend, and I still you know from time to time hook up with other girls. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, and the thing is, it's it it feels regular to me. It doesn't feel like. I'm trying to do it or, or, or doing it because I'm forcing myself. It just feels just natural. Like it's something I want to do. You know what I mean? And so to not do it feels unnatural. You might just want this one moment for a relationship. I I can understand that, but Sexually, though, I, I think it's all BS.
4: Yeah, I agree. I, I think a man can absolutely be head over heels in love with a woman and still sleep with other women and then not mean anything to him. Right. And I think all men have the proclivity to want to sleep with other women. Now, whether they're able to speak to that and actually act on that or not, or if they've been able to, buy, like, like you said, like religiously find a way to work around it. And I think religion has been great for that, because if it weren't for religion, we probably would not have society. But I think what's most important to identify is that a man should create choice in his life. And if you have choice, you should be able to do as you wish, particularly like in your case, like in my case, if there's no deceit, exactly, it's the lying. That, in my opinion, is actually the overall problem. When get, when guys, you know, tend to go outside of a relationship, they lie to the woman, Right. that's the problem.
2: So when I was growing up, I was under the belief of just being with one woman, right? Like I was a virgin for a very long time. Then one girl broke my heart. So that caused like a lot of insecurity, resentment towards The other
0: side right and then i just became like a man whore for a little bit the problem is you have guys who are monogamous but they're monogamous because they're forced to be monogamous in a way meaning that they have no choice because they don't have the skill to attract multiple women and a lot of times they'll use
4: that as virtue signaling i would never do such a thing well actually bro you can't
3: all right can the disagree a step forward
4: i
7: remember when i would like go on tour and things like that My friends would always try to encourage me to, like, hook up with girls that were on to me. But I wasn't really, like, into it. And it made me feel, like, weird. Like, off. Like, there was something wrong with me. And now I'm at a point in my life where I feel like I'm only having sex with multiple women. So I'm not weird. So I'm quote-unquote normal i feel like even when i do have sex with these random women it doesn't give me any gratification and i know that comes with like random sex in the, in the end but i know in the back of my mind that like i just like simply don't enjoy this like i've been with multiple women and i've been with one woman and being with one woman is just so peaceful as far as like telling young men that they're born this way and that they should feel this way it can really not do damage but just sort of making you second guess things about yourself Am I normal? Am I weird? Is there something off about me? Everyone else around me is saying that I have to feel this way or I have to do these things. But
4: yet, I don't feel the courage to do those things. I would say that's not true, though. I don't think that we should promote men sleep with multiple women. I think that we should promote choice and what feels right to you. So in your particular case, I would never tell you to sleep with multiple women. I think you might be doing the right thing to do exactly what you're doing and not do it or stop doing it. It's not about pushing it on the young men, but I'll tell you, there's a lot of young men that have a demon inside and maybe are really upset and frustrated with themselves because they feel a certain way. And it's like, oh, I'm coming out the closet. I'm straight, you know, or or super straight or too straight or whatever it is. I think that it's really going to be about choice, man. So if me to you, I tell you, if that you don't feel good doing that, man, I wouldn't do it at all.
0: Yeah, I I agree in your situation. Well, what was happening in this way, I think a lot of times what happens is you have guys who will have sex with multiple women because they're trying to fill a void. So it shouldn't be about filling a void. It should be about you actually desiring. So you don't desire to do it. So which is why you shouldn't do it. But there are guys who desire to do it, but then they're suppressing their desire. And then it's doing the same thing as you not wanting to do it. Like they feel they feel weird about not doing it, but they want to. Whereas you felt weird doing it, but you didn't want to.
5: I think it's a society thing. Like what you just said, who's making people feel guilty about not doing it? Other men. The reason I think women and men, the question was, do you feel that men are meant to sleep with multiple women? Or they're just, you know, that's what they do. And I don't think that's true. I think it's a part of your character and which who you are. I do believe that if you say, if you're going to be honest with your partner, your partner is into it. But do I believe that we are biologically meant and it's in our head because we have to procreate and this and that? I don't believe that. I believe the reason we do it a lot is because it's... It's looked upon as a great thing for men to have multiple women. Women are shamed for that. Shamed totally. I have one son and two daughters, and I know the difference of how I felt when they were 15. They're in their 20s now. They were 15 versus him having multiple partners or my daughter.
4: So if I, if I could stroke a check for a million bucks and never feel that feeling again, I absolutely would. I really, really would. It's something that I really hated myself for, and I felt very apart. I grew up in the South, South Louisiana. I was a Bible Belt. And I felt very distant from people around me because I had this urge in me and could not understand why I was so different. Like the biggest self-hate I've ever felt in my life is over this particular subject. I thought I was broken.
5: And and I understand you and me again, I'm going to come back with, you know, just being around and me, I'm bisexual. I've always have been, but like you heard me say, I've been married to a woman for 30 years and I've been committed for 30 years. Doesn't that I don't have that desire. It's my character to say, this is my person. And that's who I want to be with.
4: So now that's you're, what you're I, making a character well, versus is the drive. I was going right, to say then oh,
5: right. that goes back to are we just built that way? Because if we're just built that way as men, then there's multiple people that I'm going to want
2: to sleep with. But I think what I was under the impression with that question was: Are we biologically DNA right. created yes. for that? Right. I say yes, but I love, and I agree with what we're saying here. It's like, but as men, right? In the culture and awareness and being a human being, having a consciousness, choice, language, we can choose not to. We can go against those desires or urges and stuff.
5: If you feel that desire and you're honest with your partner, I believe that is true. Do I believe that we are biologically meant to, s- we just biologically want to sleep with more people because we have a penis between our legs and not a vagina? I don't.
0: Well, let me ask you this though, because you said you're bisexual, so does that means you're attracted to men and women, huh. right? So if you're with a woman, boom, mm-hmm. aren't you also attracted to men? So wouldn't you mm-hmm. want a man or, and a woman? No. So you're just like, I just want one, and a time. Um, I made a commitment, mm-hmm. and it's not even
5: like I'm. But there's no a, urge there's, to there's, want. There's always urge. That's that's what that's what that's we're, 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 we're talking about. about. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I'm biologically. I think men and women both have urges.
4: Where do you think the urge is coming from, though? If it's not biologically inside of you,
5: I think the urge comes from. I don't think it's a biological thing. I think creation. Not urge. I think but the should. urge creates t- temptation,
6: no? But is temptation bad? Like you say, in a way that's kind of
5: like temptation. No, I don't think temptation's bad. I don't think it's a thing of... all. Then that goes back to all of us then. All of us are meant to sleep with multiple people. So right. then that's just a whole different society thing. But it's not just... The question was, is it, as men, are we? And I don't
6: think so. But regardless, I think it's important to understand. Cause I, I think we are. And if mm-hmm. we can... Come to terms with that we can begin to move past it if that's what we desire but if we reject that idea that it's not natural then we can't move past it if that's something that someone wants to do but do you agree
5: it's just men do you agree with that statement that it's just no men? i think it's women too I okay women. I, that's where i, I yeah. disagree
0: oh no because
8: we just told the men right I, I agree that it's men and women what it sounded like was and correct me if i'm wrong um people started talking about like infidelity and you know telling the truth and i think like the urges and things are okay until you act upon it. Um, and that's when both adults just have to have a conversation about, you know, this isn't working out for me. I still want to, you know, s- sleep around or whatever you want to call it. It sounds like some people want to have their cake and eat it too, which I don't necessarily agree with. But I think just as long as all parties involved have an understanding of what they're getting into, I I don't see the issue. I mean, honestly, I, I don't think I could
9: say it any better than he did. Um, that, which I feel like, most of us or all of us kinda of agree upon that it in the end it, it is a choice that like if you want to be in a, a poly like relationship, that's fine as long as everyone's in agreement. Obviously don't, you know, be in a monogamous monogamous relationship and then, you know, like single handedly choose to, you know, sleep with a woman without telling your partner, like that's when like issues arise.
3: Hi, this is Ragni, the director of this episode. You can now stream your favorite episodes of Middle Ground on Spotify whenever you like. Please like this video if you enjoy watching it and subscribe to our channel. Now, let's get back to the video. Submissive women are more attractive than dominating women.
0: Oh, hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Listen, my, my shirt says submissive women are sexy okay so <laughs> yeah it's true man it's
4: true it look I, I i think one of the most beautiful things about love has being able to fully take care of a woman mm-hmm. in every way whether that's emotionally protecting providing everything about that like every fairy, fairy tale that was ever written for all of time was about a man saving a woman from a castle and a dragon right mm-hmm. or some sort of scenario like that and i think that's absolutely beautiful and i have nothing against women being empowered But I do feel like the happiest women in the world are the ones that look up to a man and that he can fight every day to love her and love his kids and his family and provide and be that source of something to actually look up to. Like, I believe a woman can admire a man and it's very, very, very healthy. Am I saying that somebody that doesn't do that is not a man? No, I would never. But ideally... The relationships that are going to work, the relationships in, let's say, the 30s, 40s, 50s, or, or whenever, you know, we're, we were having nuclear families stay together before we went off the gold standard and inflation pushed everybody to have two people have to have a job. Yeah, dude, I do. I think those relationships are much happier when the man could lead a house and be proud of going out and going to work every day and fighting for his family. Yeah, I do.
6: Yeah, I, I think what we have to do is we have to look at general female happiness because that's really what I'm into. Like, I don't really care what guys think, what girls think. And I think I have a unique perspective in that I've worked with a lot of high-performing women that operate in this dominant role. And I work with them for the purpose of helping them be able to reintegrate with that more submissive, uh, connected, intuitive part of themselves that really is connected to their bodies that if they were connected to their bodies wouldn't be as dominant, at least in the presence of men. And with every woman that I've worked with, there is this deep, deep, deep desire, regardless of what she says externally, to submit to the leadership of a man that she knows can properly
0: hold down the emotional space and really put her interest right. at the forefront. Right, as soon as when a woman is dominant over that man, she can't respect him. Is this impossible? She and, feel safe. Right, exactly. And, and and the thing is wow. the thing is with submission is like if you if you even look at the word submission, sub under a mission. If I have a mission and this woman is under my mission meaning she's I'm leading her, right? right then that is a, a actual good relationship that's going to flourish
4: truly deep down every woman would love nothing more than to be more feminine in a role in a family and and take on that either that motherly role or that nurturing role or the role that feels supportive to the overall mission of a man it's just got to be a man worth getting behind and weak men are the reason why this is a problem case in point look at the workplace you don't see women applying for jobs to be power line guys or hang steel at steel companies they're not picketing outside of the united states army being like why won't you draft me they don't want that f- smoke, bro, Like, let's, let's, and that's okay. Right. And I can't, I can't say enough. It's like, as a man, like, you get to take pride in taking care of a woman, mm. protecting women. What about your daughters, man? You wanna protect and provide care for them. That's okay. Let them be feminine. A strong man doesn't need you to be a man. He say, fine, you can be a woman. You're safe,
8: sweetheart. You right. come with me. Right. That's it. Um, <clears throat> there were just a few things that I disagree on I think that in 2023 especially I think women just want to be able to look to the side and see their partner as an equal and I think a lot of women now are I don't think they're trying to be men I think what they're realizing is that the qualities that they were looking for in men they've always had it within themselves if women are submissive it's mostly for I I want to say like the validation for the man I think they know in the back of their heads like they know now that they can do things on their own. But I don't think they necessarily need a man. But I think what they're looking for is that intimacy to have a partner. But I don't think that they require one. Oh, no, they do. Because, uh, you know,
0: a, a lot of these girls, they usually go home and cry at night from being lonely, from not having a man. They have all these things, and then they don't, they're, they're upset they don't have a man. You know what I mean? And I heard you say that, you know, women want to be the men's equal, but you you don't see, and maybe this could just be a societal thing, that a societal pressure, but you don't see women doing things that could make them equal to the men. You don't see the woman approaching the men. You don't see the woman paying for the dates. You don't see the woman uh, being more assertive to the man. You see what I'm saying? So where's that at?
7: Because they got options. They got so much more options than Well, men. I'll tell
4: you what you yeah. do see. You see a high level of women on antidepressants, more than ever, right? And I think that's a bunch of women trying to cope with trying to be like a man when really... Let me ask you a question. Are you more attracted to a woman that has a high pan job or to a woman's beauty?
1: That
8: doesn't matter. It does matter. It does matter. You me. You, you, <laughs> you could but I would like to say a mother figure rather than a woman. Absolutely not. But I would like to say that you're saying that women, you know, have a higher, you know, of antidepressants, but men, um, I'm a social worker, so men, one out of ten, are more likely to experience depression, but more likely to go undiagnosed and not seek therapy or help. So I do think and women also you have to consider the fluctuation in hormones, pregnancy, because that can alter, you know, their mental health. So I think that's kind of a moot point, but I feel like, you know, I'm not looking for a mother figure, I'm looking for an equal. So I feel like with, you know, if we're saying that women, you know, they're like going home, crying, looking for men. I think it's also that societal pressure that tells you at the same time you have to have multiple women. They're telling the women you have to have that one man, that husband by a certain age, have kids by a certain age. There's more pressure on them than there is men. And for, you know, lack of a better term, I think men have gotten off a lot easier because women have so much pressure um, and they get judged more harshly than men do. For talking about back then when men used to go home, bring home the bacon or whatever, you know, the the domestic violence rate was pretty high during that time. And I'll also say that for people of color, we never really had the luxury of working one job. So my parents, you know, their parents before them, everybody always had to work, men and women. So there was always that equal opportunity for them to be able to see that they could do it together as opposed to put that one pressure. And I also would like to ask, if you guys find submissive women more attractive than dominant women, is that because it makes you feel more validated as a man? Or is there something there that you feel like feeds into your purpose as a man? Yeah, well, it's a balance.
0: If, I, if I'm if i a dominant person, I need a submissive. If, if I meet a dominant woman, we're going to butt heads.
8: What if that changes? Like, what if she grows? Because I would, I would love everybody to be able to grow throughout life. What if she starts becoming more dominant? Does that... Is that like a... You're saying
0: if she starts becoming more dominant in a relationship? More dominant or equal to your dominant? Oh, yeah, she's gone. She's finished. We're done. See, that's my thing. Like, (laughs) look, I got children. I don't need somebody else to
5: take care of. And I love your thing about, you know, the Prince Charming and everything. But you know what I need? I need a badass woman who can match my badass energy. I work with my wife, and I'm going to tell you, I take care of her. She takes care of me, and she's badass. And that's what I'm attracted to. I don't need a submissive that I have someone to take care of. And then it's fine. You know if she goes through that, then I'll be there, and I will take care of her. But I'm not looking for somebody, another child, to take care of and have to dominate and tell, "You go over there. this is where we're going to go to dinner, this is where we're going to do that." Now, that's why what he was saying I was going to bring that fact up too. Allow a lot of men to press because they put it on this shield of I have to be the leader, I have to do this. And you know who goes to get help first? Women.
6: Okay, that, I, that totally makes sense. I think if we're talking about men not ever dealing with their emotions, it makes sense for this argument that you guys are talking about. But I'm the firm believer I've gotten a lot of therapy in my life. I've done a lot of things for myself personally to resolve my own internal conflict, okay? So it's the job of alpha men. The real integrated alpha man has the capacity to understand what he's feeling, why he's feeling the way that he is, articulate in a way that is productive to the dynamic. So a real man is someone that understands himself deeper at an emotional level, has taken the time to do that so he can show
0: up as a rock, not so he can show up more emotionally. Problem is, is that if you're super emotional, when we talk about the whole thing of being submissive or dominant, your woman is going to dominate you because you're so emotional. Emotionally unstable. Yes. Let's say that. Yes. it's emo- yes. let's, let's stop using yes. emotion. Let's start using emotionally unstable. Right. Since you're so emotionally unstable, she's going to dominate you, and then she's going to lose respect for you, and that's going to teeter to the waters of the relationship. So, I mean, you
2: guys know dominatrix exists for Every <laughs> Um, and by the way, I used to personal train at Dominatrix. You guys are their clients. <laughs> um, not me, cowboy. I'm being serious. Like, it's a very hidden thing. I used to I used to date them. <laughs> High positions of power, very alpha. But, like, here's the thing. I think you guys put a little bit too much pressure on yourselves. It might be a societal thing. I've dated submissive women before. I find them highly annoying. Sometimes I just want somebody to pick a choice. I like her places. She's got better taste than I do when it comes to that kind of stuff. So, please go ahead. We do butt heads once in a while because she is dominant. But does that mean she lost respect or attraction for me? We have. No, not at all. And trust me on that one. So I think it does depend on your energy. You have a very high one, right? Maybe it doesn't mix well with somebody who also has a really high dominant energy. I'm not saying that's wrong because they exist for a reason, submissive people, right? But I just think for me, when it's very submissive, I don't find that as sexy. I find that annoying.
0: But see, that, and no, and, and that makes sense. And the reason, why, see, what happens is, the more masculine you are, the more you want the woman to be submissive. The more dominant she is, then the more. I don't know. I feminine, think I'm. Submissive. I think I'm
2: pretty fucking <laughs> masculine, dude. No, and I don't want somebody that submissive.
0: I'm saying that in that moment, you're in your feminine. But uh, go
7: ahead. If you and your wife have like a conversation about a disagreement, and then you guys like a healthy conversation and then she ends up being right in the situation would you consider her dominating me no i consider her right so I'm saying, I'm what's saying. your definition of like dominant like like you always have to be right and
0: no, no no it's not about right and wrong it's about who's running the show so by her being right is that not her no that's just her being right in that conversation
4: yeah a good le- a good leader would allow someone else to be right a good leader doesn't have to be right he wants the team to win In fact, I'd call a man insecure if he wouldn't allow a woman to be right on the subject she
2: was clearly. I like that.
5: I do like that. And, you know, it goes back to the question of, like, what do you find more attractive? Because that's what we're talking about. Yeah, it's a preference. What's a preference? It's a preference. One of the things you said is, like, when you and your partner or girlfriend get into something and it's, like, a little heated, like, I get off on that.
0: Me, I totally don't get off on that. Like, I need, I don't need any back talk. I don't need any lip. I don't need any attitude. I need—it's my way of the highway. Like, I don't want <laughs> none of it. not even have a conversation right. in the first place right, about so the disagreement. You're, you're not having a no, conversation. No, 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 no,
2: no. So you're so just
0: avoiding to be challenged. She's to be challenged. She's like no, no back talk. I'm right. That's a different thing. If we're talking, if we're if we're talking about a topic and she's right about the topic, that's just how it is. Talking about the topic, an opinion of yours or things that no, I'm talking about. Disagrees with. If you are making an opinion, you're saying you want no back. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about opinions. Okay. I'm talking about decisions. So so we can have a conversation about a topic, but when it comes to a decision, the final decision is mine. Let me change my word. <laughs> if if you we're to have a healthy discussion Ooh. about a decision, which she disagrees. She, she says I disagree. Right. She says, so if we say, hey, we want to do, she wants to do A, B, and C. And I say, no, I want to do D, E, and F, right? Doing that. We're, we're doing D, E, and F at the end of the day. Now, I'll, I will listen to what she says. And if I, if I think A, B, and C sounds better, then I say, okay, yeah, let's do A, B, and C. But you do bad talk in the first place. No, no, no. Is that's even not even entertain no, the conversation? No, that's, that's what I'm saying. If we're having a conversation, that's cool. I'm saying the final decision, though, is mine. So, so hard. you can speak your mind, but at the end of the day, I'm making the
9: final decision. So it's Like I'm gonna let you talk. Right. Yeah, let like, you talk. Yes. At the end, I don't really care. No, no, I don't know do what I want. No, but no, I said no. I said I care. I, okay. I do. do want to touch upon the I just say more thing with like,
6: like let's let's clarify mm-hmm. submissive. Let's not get that mistaken in between incompetent. Like oh. submissive does not mean incompetent. And I think you might have been talking about women that could be incompetent, where they don't have the capacity to take care of themselves at all or make any type of decision. So I think there's definitely a difference in
2: how she shows up in the relationship compared to being able to make decisions in her everyday life. Sure, but he doesn't want them to make decisions. About, no, no, I didn't say I didn't want them to make decisions. I'll say this. No, your decisions the final, no matter what. <laughs> some,
4: some of the strongest women in the world right now are sitting in submissive roles because they're strong enough to think for themselves and do what they feel good in their heart. Because there are women that do want to be submissive naturally. And some of those women are the strongest women in the world right now, especially when the world's telling them to go be something that they don't want to be.
9: I do agree that honestly, it is a choice. It's a preference. You know, we shouldn't speak upon like everybody. Obviously, like it's always a gray area. It's a range. It's not. It's not one or it's not one side or the other. And if you guys want to be in a relationship where the woman is submissive and the woman also wants to be in a relationship where the male is dominant, that's completely fine. But the, the thing I want to talk about more is the fact that like you guys keep saying that like this is what women want or that like all women want this. Who are we to decide what women want? Because first of all, we're not women. And second, just because of our personal experiences in our lifetime about the people we've interacted with, I feel like that's something we need to take a step back from and clarify that, like, no, this is just my personal opinion. In the end, we don't know what women want. Women knows what they want, not men.
6: I I have yet to see a relationship, because I would say a relationship dynamic that is optimal has deep connection where you could say there's a deep friendship there, but also there's sexual polarity. And I've seen dynamics where there is a great friendship there and there is connection and they do live very cohesively. But when the woman is more dominant, the majority of the time I have yet to see a dynamic where consistently over time, there is strong sexual polarity on her end in a dynamic,
9: and that's fine. Like if that's if that's what you've seen in your lifetime, that's completely fine. Like, but that, I think then that biology says that. I don't think it's just my personal opinion. I don't think, but like, it's probably you just surround yourself needs. with. Yeah, yeah like that's, that's just saying. It's like just because you've you know, grown up in a certain area where like people are that, like that, because like I could say the same thing, but on, on the other side, where I've seen plenty of people and plenty of relationships where, like, that wasn't the case, but then they're like sexually fine you know that they're perfectly fine their polarity is completely fine and they're happy and I could say the same thing I could keep going at you saying that like oh because of what I've seen or what I've ex- I've experienced dominant men it won't work but then that's dumb because there are cases where dominant men do work but there's also cases where it doesn't no it's all it's when all, they're it's
2: happy they're probably not going out saying I'm so happy I'm dominant and I'm a woman they are not going around saying that you know like, they're just happy they stick to themselves most of the time when they're that happy
3: Palmer. I am great at sex.
2: Come on, man.
9: (laughs) I mean, I have a lot to learn. (laughs) What do you mean, disgusting? (laughs) Prove it. (laughs) So, <laughs> right, right now <laughs> bro
4: this was a chance to redeem yourself no no i know but it's just Tard. hard actually i'm gonna go back <laughs> no, <sorry. laughs>
2: with
5: my partner my my wife i'm able to not only connect physically physically but also emotionally you know but then i think that's the biggest trick i've learned not trick but the thing i've learned about my years of being with my partner you have to sort
0: of like you know, keep the spice going. I, w- I would say, uh, you know, I think the the fact that we have a woman who keeps coming back, or who keeps wanting it, I think that you know that's a sign that she thinks you're great at sex. You know, because I mean? she because she actively wants to keep it going and keep it keep it you know keep it uh, going in that in that direction. I w- I will say though, I'm better at sex with women I care about. Yeah, you know, well, so sure. I think and, and yeah. me being a player and a guy who goes out and talks to a lot of different women, um, you know. If if, with my girlfriend or like my wife or whatever like that, sex, sex would be great with the other girls. It can still be good. But I know that I don't really put in that much effort because it's almost like I'm masturbating with someone.
7: And eventually you know, know, your you know, know your partner's like comfortability, what they like, what they don't like and things. And that's how you make sex a lot better instead
4: of like sleeping with a thousand percent. Plus, you love them. Right. Like so you knew if you were going to die today and you could have sex with one person before you die, it would be that person. Like, no matter what like you could have every
9: supermodel every movie star everything like fuck all that like i want that person focus so much on like what they like as well you know like you're kind of there to like pleasure them you know because you care about them so much right which is why like you would hyper fixate on like what do they like what they don't like and you can easily like adjust yourself and put in effort for that person
5: and, and like for instance it's so true that you said that because my wife and i we have this thing we call the love menu okay you know why did we invent the love menu we invented the love menu because we have three children and they're only two years apart. They're in the mid-20s now. But, you know, think about it. Two, four, six at home, and I'm working, and she's doing her thing. So we found that in our young relationship, sometimes the other person might be tired and like turn, but that's hurt feelings. That makes you kind of do this type of thing. So what we did is we come up with a love menu of like, here's the appetizers. I might not be ready for the full course tonight, but here's your appetizer, because I know you like this, or... Here is your dessert or here's your main course meal. And we broke it into those things. So when we do come to each other and we need that connection, it's not just like, I'm tired. I don't feel like it. It's kind of like, well, what's going to happen? Are we got a full course meal tonight or we're we just going to have some appetizers. And that kept it that's kept it spicy for us. And also, like what you say, making sure we're pleasuring each other It's not just wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. I need to get my rocks off. But like, you know, how are you feeling about that? And how are you feeling about that? Because when you're in a long term committed relationship, you have to do that or. It dies.
6: Right. And I love that. I love you talk about the amount of intention that you live with in regard to making sure that you're always evolving with it, always making sure that it's spicy. You just care. care. I think if you have a genuine care for the other person that you're involved with, then maybe you're not great right then and there, but it will eventually develop into being something that way. So I love that care that you demonstrate with that.
0: When you're ready
5: to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. I'm well, interested what you had to say. You've been very quiet on this
9: one. You usually like... <laughs> All he said was, look at the receipts, you know. He, 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 he knows it. He knows it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and,
4: and look, and that's sort of a very important thing, right, is so I think that as a man, I hate to say, actually, I don't hate to say, uh, that you should come in confidently. And I do find, by and largely, it's kind of like you could have the alpha-beta argument. I do that thinking coming in kind of a, in, a, in a dominant way. There's a reason Fifty Shades of Grey is so popular. There's a reason it's the most Red book of all time. There's reason there's detail in it. And I think you can say so much to a woman in sex without saying a word. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's about how you touch her, how you have your hands on her, mm-hmm. the way you take over her in that way. And that's okay. Just knowing and, and seeing that expression and seeing things that happen as a result of that is enough for me to know where I stand on the subject.
5: The only thing I disagree with you about is I agree with that energy, that take control energy. And I think a woman does love that. But sometimes my wife likes to take control. And I love it. Well, get up I'm there, girl. Get up there, girl, and do what you got to do. <laughs>
4: exactly. You know, like, I, hey, I, I hey I'll put my hands behind right. my hand. too. Yeah, cowboy. Hey, don't worry. Yeah, but i by buying largely. Yeah. Yes, and then when she wants oh, but even when you're all bottom, man, you're still doing work, bro. It's all uh, about dancing, bro. I don't want to get naked, but I have sex tattooed on my chest. <laughs> Can I? Well, <laughs> it wouldn't take much. It's
5: right here on my rib. Okay. All right, it's like a, it's like a bold one too. Not even like a.
7: I think the biggest thing I've ever heard from my sexual partners is like, "Wow, you really caught me off guard," and I think that's like a big part
2: of it. So is this like an argument with myself? <laughs> Tell us why you're terrible at sex. <laughs> no, uh, you missed it. He stripped. <laughs> no, I did see that. I saw it. I I disagree because I just feel like it's such a typical conversation and belief that every guy believes are great at sex. And to be real, when I talk to my girlfriends, none of them have good sex with guys unless it's like you guys said, your partner, then you can get better at it. Right. And you know what they like. So that's what I mean. Like I think I'm great with my girlfriend. But if I was to generate and say, like, I'm great at sex, I'm like, oh, I didn't, you know, almost every girl I slept with before. Probably never even got off, really. But to say like, I'm great at sex. You know, I can bring a dildo in. Know. You know, like it's just like I mean, I'm nothing against that. Like yeah. I, I, I like all kinds I of things. I didn't mention a dildo. <laughs> why would you look at me like? You didn't say <laughs> I was wondering why you said. That. I no, I'm just saying say that. Like, like, <laughs> like, you still look at him. You look like that. <laughs> like, like that
0: te- no, I'm I'm not <laughs> That donkey. <exactly. laughs>
2: but it's like I, I just feel like you know, there's a lot for me to learn even now with my partner and i just like to say i'm great i also i don't say that to myself because i think that blocks me from something that i might not
9: be good at actually no i agree i, I don't i completely agree with the aspect that like honestly there's always room for growth you know like going around saying thinking that you're like the best is like some is not something that i agree with but more so that like especially with someone that you know like a partner like that you actually want to give like give the effort into you learn you know like yeah. It doesn't always have to go like perfect the first time, you know, you pick up things like everyone's different, you know, men and women. So, like, honestly, like it's. But that's why I, I, when I
2: think when that question says I'm great at sex, like you it, that, that to me tells me you could line up 10 girls and nine out of 10, you would know exactly what to do Sometimes with it's that. It's just like a confidence. Yeah. Like I am confident that I can achieve good sex.
0: Exactly right. Cause, yeah. cause, cause that's yeah. that's what I'm saying. Because because. Yeah. Because the thing is, I, I look at it like, because you're saying, well, being the best, you know, you can't really see being the best. But I disagree. I look at I look at it as I am the best, but I'm choosing to be to be great with this person. And so what I'm saying is I can be really great with this one other girl, but I choose not to. And I do that purposely. And the reason why I do it purposely is because, like I was saying earlier, when we talk about friends with girls and all that other stuff is that women have to earn good. D- That's how I look okay. at it. You understand what I'm saying? So if I'm if I'm with a woman where I just met you at the bar and we're just hooking up, I'll give you I'll give you some like I said I should say women should earn great, but I'll give her some good. But it ain't gonna be great because you haven't earned it. You're not my girl. You haven't done anything. You're not gonna deep. go the extra mile for her. right? Exactly. I'm not gonna go the extra mile for a new
9: girl. Like, yes. I agreed with the <laughs> I agree with the mentality, but then not the. The stage.
0: (laughs) 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 I'm just not going to do all that for a new girl. I'm not going to do that. So I can't. So I what I'm saying is, is that the greatness comes from within you to know that you can. But you have to make the decision to do that. And I think once and most guys, if they care about a woman, they'll do that because that woman in some form or
9: fashion has earned that type of energy from him. And that's how I look at it. It's like, I completely agree, but I just want to change the word earn to something else. <laughs> something similar, but that means a little different. Because, like, you don't want to give as much effort to, like, other people that you don't really you, you see, like, long term with. But then, like, obviously, if it's, like, a partner or someone that you can see a future with, you know that you can keep, you know, improving. You can be, like, the best, you know, for that person.
5: Who thinks that great sex is is more mental or more physical? Who, which one would you raise your hand?
9: Well, which one? Say, say, okay. say one of them.
5: Who thinks that great sex is more mental? I mean, it's more. I think it's more mental. Okay, yeah, okay. I mean, well, who thinks great sex is more physical?
8: The reason why I sat down and then I stepped back is because stepping down, uh, it was. I mean, sitting down, it was just kind of like that societal pressure of, you know, we all agree, like men have to be uh, really great sex. at sex, <laughs> and I had to check myself out of my ego and take a step back because. It can't be 9 out of 10. It has to be 10 out of 10. I know I've had, you know, one night stands and I can't account for every single partner that I've had if they had a great experience or not. I could just be honest with myself and say I did my best. But, you know, for whoever is going to be my partner next, you have to have that like that sense of like open mindedness in a way, because what they might think they want from you to make you great, you might not agree with even trying. You know, I get what you're saying about women having to earn uh, great But I feel like at the same time... (laughs) Life sounds so funny coming out of your mouth. I feel like... um, I I told you, I'm a comedian. I feel like at the same time, um, you know, women's needs are a lot different than men's in bed. So what might be, you know, easy for you, like a quick one-two, they're expecting, you know, maybe more foreplay or more physical intimacy or, you know, and with the whole, like, BDSM with, like, Fifty Shades of Grey, I think that... Appeal to like a certain subset of women and their fantasies, but I don't think that accounts for all women.
5: I think it's a great fantasy, but I think if you put most women like really say, Do you want that? they'd be like, I don't want that.
0: Nah, they really want it.
3: Women should not be in position of power.
0: Game over. <laughs> Just like his hand says. No, I'm, I'm the only one. I think. A woman can be in a position of power only by herself but not in relation to being in a relationship with a man. Cuz when when she's in a relationship with a man, the man has to be the leader. The man has to be the one that's guiding the situation, directing the situation. If it's in any other situation by herself with work, you know, with her friends or whatever, she can do whatever she wants to do. <laughs> game over.
2: <laughs>
0: Your game is over. <laughs>
9: <laughs> I first want to ask because there's a lot of like, like has to, have to's, but like not really a reason behind it. Like, can I ask, like, what's your reason behind like why a man has to be in power? Like, in power, why can't a woman be in power?
0: Power is such a weird word. I'll say more like the leadership role. And, I, and the thing is, is that a man has to lead a woman, he has to guide a woman. Because what happens is that when, when it's the opposite, when a woman is leading that man, she usually loses respect for him when she's in a relationship with a man who is, you know, under her, who's submissive to her in a lot of different situations. Then she starts to lose respect for him because she's looking for a man to lead and guide her. If you notice, they have sex with the bad boys, but then the nice guys get tossed to the side. You <laughs> see, what, like, why is that? You yeah. see well, I
2: mean. if you look at them psychologically, <laughs> they have past traumas and issues, probably. But like, look, there's there's women for you. Right, I mean, like you're on a different scale. What I would say, some women want a guy like you because they don't want to do anything, right? They don't want to take that position. Um, I'm around a lot of women who don't want that. They're they're in positions of power, not just in work, career, at home. Uh, I know a lot of them. I do business. I find women much more pleasant to do business with. But when you're talking about maybe being at home, I don't know. It's just like I think when you get into your part your end of the pond it can get a little bit mucky you know what i mean and i i I don't really subscribe to that as well
5: i heard you say you were from new york i lived in manhattan for 30 years as a fashion designer in the heart of manhattan she was working as a fashion editor i held it down with the three kids i was the one bringing the money home i was the one doing that after the after my son my youngest went back to school she went back to work i always wanted to have my own collection she was like you should do that now So guess what, she had the job, she paid the bills while I was building my company. So I could be strong in our relationship and be a man in our relationship, but I also gotta know what it means to have a partner next to me, and not someone that I have to lead.
6: Well, I I think it's really, really important to specify what leading means. And so right now we're talking about, you talked about, okay, we do the chores sometimes, she pays more, sometimes I pay more. I I think it's looking at a really superficial level. I think what you look at in a relationship when you look at leadership and the one that is following per se is, who's the one holding down the emotional space? Like, who has the capacity to show up as the rock the majority of the time in the dynamic? And if that is the woman, I believe, for the most part, the polarity gets thrown off, and there will be a deficiency in the sexual attraction that she'll have for you. If you are more excessively emotional and unstable than your wife, I do believe that's going to lead to issues in the relationship.
4: A man's job is to be the mountain that a woman's emotional waves crash into. Like, straight up. So women are always going to be more emotional than men men should be the stable ones men don't need to be crying in front of women and ideally they're not splitting chores and I don't mean that disrespectfully but I don't I think that if a woman cannot look up to you in some way then she cannot respect you and if she cannot respect you she cannot love you I totally that. Totally, totally Yeah. So, and the only reason I didn't come sit down is because I have some really, really good women in, in leadership roles in my, in my businesses, and they are absolute leaders. Now, they might lead under me, but I think they stand alone as leaders, and I respect them enough that I would never come sit down. O- over that particular statement because it's too vague, but in the relationship. Yes, sir I do agree that a man should be the leader He should be the breadwinner and he should be the one solving all the problems out in the world and emotionally at home
5: I I, I just I mean, I'm glad again that you that you two say for work. It's fine But when it comes to our relationship, I got to be the one to wear the pants and I, okay Let's not say pants. We'll use the person's words. I got to be the mountain that her emotions crash into I tell you guys, we can be very emotional too. And I know there's a lot of guys in my 55 years that are way emotional to some of these women out here now that are taking charge. So I think that's no. I, a agree I, agree agree no I agree with right? you. I agree with you. They are, but they <laughs> and, not, and I don't no, think no, it hurts the relationship,
0: relationship either. And if you noticed, isn't it weird that nowadays they are talking about all these single, sexless men and all these guys having issues? Why do you think that is? is they're becoming more emotional than ever.
5: Exactly. I think no. <laughs> I think women are putting up with less bullcrap.
0: No, yes. no, 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 no. Are they not putting I up? I am not a
2: sexless single guy. I'm not saying you. (laughs) No, no, I'm just saying this. But (laughs) No one said you were. (laughs) My girlfriend is an emotional rock for me. That's what I mean. I'm sorry, but I got to strongly disagree with everything you say. I'm also a breadwinner right now. She, it wasn't always like that, though. Uh, She's going through a time, and she wants to actually do something for herself, and I totally support that. But when it comes to an emotional, whatever you just said, that analogy, look, I mean, I think that's the problem also with a lot of... Uh, toxicity that goes on because some men a lot of men have emotions you don't know how to express it and then it turns into this opposite toxicity how do i know this i used to be one of them me too
7: that like, <laughs> like, a lot of these like rich millionaires are the ones that like have huge high divorce rates and things of that sort and i think it's because they're just genuinely unhappy like is your woman with you for your security or did they actually like you as a person mm-hmm and we're starting to see that like yeah like yeah women want me at first but it, I don't think it ends well because after a while like they want you for your security they don't want you for who you are as a person and things of that sort and that's why we see these millionaires and all these like really alpha males getting high divorce rates because I think at first think it starts off with like alpha. security.
4: Money doesn't make you alpha. You no not at all man. Not at <laughs> all. <quit>. Nope.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I you, you me. that's why yeah. I came
1: here.
3: <laughs> 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 a man Can just be friends with an attractive woman? Can? Can?
8: No technicalities, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So I think it's all about, again, as we've been saying before, it's all about choices. Um, I think if you find a woman attractive, it depends on, you know, are you going to choose to pursue her or not? Um, But for some of us, you know, like if we're speaking from personal experience, I've met many attractive women um and that's not the only thing that you know i'm looking for it's also about personality so she can be a 10 but if it's like the the personality is just you know someone who doesn't challenge me on a spiritual level emotional level um someone who also is like emotionally unavailable like then it doesn't really matter i i have friends who like you know i was considered very attractive but
9: then at the same time i could and when i think about it i I wouldn't be able to stand, like, being alone in a room with them for, like, more than, like, 10 minutes, you know what
7: I mean? I can acknowledge if, like, certain female friends of mine are attractive, but it doesn't mean I'm, like, sexually attracted to them. And it comes to a point where, like, I see them as, like, sisters or just such close friends that even, like, the thought of them naked, like, grosses me out. Because, like, I just don't see them that way. I see them as, like, very close, like... Almost like family in some cases and things of that sort. And, you know, sometimes like you grow up with certain women and you like you see them as like a sister and you see them as a close friend and you just grow up and you don't see her like that. Fundamentally, what's what's natural and what is possible, I think, are
6: two different things. Is it natural to not be attracted to a very attractive woman to you? I don't think so. But with a lot of intention with it and your priorities are elsewhere and you're very intentional with how you're showing up in that space. I think you can do it. I think that was a question: if it can be done, not if it's natural or not.
0: If I'm attracted to you, honestly, I'm trying to. I'm trying to smash. You understand? We we got to have sex, and we have to be in some type of sexual situation, or I don't really want to, you know, interact with you. On top of that, I don't believe in giving women non-sexual attention unless we're in a relationship. And the reason why is because I feel like uh, non-sexual attention from a man towards a woman is very valuable. So I'm not just giving you that just to be friends. <laughs> you So know I'm saying like, I'm not just going to do that for you. And so what it is, is that if I'm going to do that for you, you have to be under my program, which means that we're in some sort of sexual relationship between me and you. You see what I'm saying? So that, that's how I look at that.
4: I think that men and women can be friends. It's just not because the man wants to most often it's the man who's trying to sleep with a woman. Right. And he's trying to hang around long enough for her to slip up and make that happen. I mean, let's keep it a hundred. Exactly. Right. So can they? Yes. And that would have been the technicality. Like when I saw you moving, I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) but, but overall, most of the time, you're not going to see a man be friends with a very overweight woman. You're not going to see a man be friends with a, with a very unattractive woman, unless there's some kind of financial reward there. So by and largely, I don't buy Guy friends, particularly with any girl I'm seeing. It's like, yeah, right.
5: I think when, it, when I think about it, like, and I had a technicality on the other side because I, you know, I'm like, yeah, part of me really believes I can happen. But then I go back to my experience in life and my friends and it's really hard. I, I, I was running over there in my head, like, should I sit down? But I was running all these scenarios from life experience of my friends who have said that girls and guys because it's not just guys. And it's never worked out that way. It just never is, and I think because and it's if you find the person can be yes, a person can be an attractive person, and you not find that person attractive, and you be friends, you
4: have friendship. I I
5: it, that's my thing. Yeah, Part you of can't a relationship do that. is. It's friendship and getting right. along. And then on top of it, you find that person attractive. No way. I yeah. just think it's a very rare, very rare thing. Right. You know, it, yes, a person can be attracted to me and you not find them attractive and I can be friends with that person. But if I'm finding that, or if you're finding that person attractive and you build a friendship and you connect. Yeah. And you connect, and you, want to, you probably want to be with them. That's I, really, I, want to be I don't out. think Adam and Mike say it doesn't exist. But to me, just again, in my experience in life and just knowing my friends and people, I don't know one that has worked out that
9: much. I mean, there's nothing wrong with like, your own experiences. Obviously, if that's what you've seen or that's what you personally experienced, that like you yourself couldn't be in a friendship with a woman, like again, that's your personal ex- experience though. Whereas the question is like, can a man, any man, be in a like a regular friendship with a
0: woman? Like a real, real friendship, yeah. like they're actually really friends. Yeah. And
4: he I, not want to sleep with
0: yeah. her and find her attractive. Right.
4: No. I'm I'm, just,
9: yeah, I think it's I think it's BS. Because like at that point, like you're also we're also talking about like now we're talking about like what is an attractive woman, right? Mm-hmm. Are we talking about just looks? Because in this case, like, there are people who, like, honestly don't, don't, like, have sexual, like, desires for a woman who isn't, like, emotionally like I, I think it's, is she attractive to you?
6: Yeah. I think that's, like, the basis of it. When you look at specific situations, so for some of these females that work for you, for example, mm-hmm. if they're very attractive, do you feel, I would imagine you have the, the capacity to capitalize oh, that gift from God. Yeah, man, I just, it, the second I sign their check... It's gone. It's gone, right? So it's just, I think it's the same thing with friends as significant others as well. It's like I have the ability to compartmentalize it where it's like, all right, this attraction is just
4: dissipates.
5: So is that the barrier that can make a man attract, a man attract, a man friends with an attractive woman? If there's that barrier of him being in a relationship or you working for
4: them? Well, first of all, we're not friends. You work for me. Right. You know, I care about you fully. You're part of the family, right. but you work for me. We're not personal friends right. and me and you will not be in an atmosphere. We're alone. Right. So when you go
5: back to it, is it a thing where if you're both single, do we all think that you could be a friends with an attractive woman? We're both single. Don't know. Nope. I don't yeah. know. No. I don't no. know.
3: <laughs> a man should not cry in front of his kids.
4: It ain't popular. It's not going to be popular to say this. But ideally, you're not going to cry in front of your kids. They cry to you. Is it fair? No. Is life fair? No. Is the dynamic between a man, a woman, a child fair? No. But personally, for me, I want to take that responsibility of being the one that's stronger than all of them. And I'm OK with that. I'm OK with that responsibility. I want that responsibility in my life. I want to feel like I was a hero to them in every way. And I don't think a man that cries in front of his family is not the hero. But ideally, I'm not going to be doing that sh-
0: Right. I, you know, it's weird. I, I've never actually seen my dad cry till this day, <laughs> like not even once. The kids is looking to their father for that strength. And so if they're seeing their dad cry, right, I feel like that creates fear in the situation the kid has with their father. If you're crying in front of your kids, it's the same thing as crying in front of your girl. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a bad representation of what you're supposed to be in that situation for them.
4: Oh, now I'll tell you when I do cry. Bro, when you see, like, one of those kids with Down syndrome get put in a high school basketball game, he starts nailing threes, and Jim goes crazy, bro, I'll be crying my ass off. I'm so happy for the kid. <laughs> it's, it's, like, happy. I'm, like, laughing. I'm, like, you know, but other than that, man, uh, no, not at all. I call him a <laughs> Can the person who, like, has
5: Look, I have a father who I've never seen cry. So I get that. I was that man. Again, you have to understand my kids my middle girl, my middle daughter, who I'm going to talk about, is 26 years old. Now, for some reason, out of all three of my children, that middle girl, from the time she turned 13 to 17, 18, we just butted heads, butted heads, right? And the relationship wasn't going to where it should be going. And I want to be close to my kids. We sat down, she was about 20, maybe 19, 20 years old. We had a heart-to-heart about our feelings and how we really felt about each other, and I cried. And six years later, some years later, better relationship than we ever had because she saw a human part of me and not just me trying to be what you guys are talking about, which is a good thing, too. You can count, my, my, my wife can count on one hand how many times she's seen me cry. I think my son had and my other daughter have it. But I'm going to tell you for that enriching moment, and that's, again, just coming with years, of having those tears with her and talking about how important it was that our relationship work, and then hearing her come back and saying she felt the same way and breaking through that, I'm the father, I'm going to be the strong one, made her break down and both of us be closer than we ever have been.
4: Can I ask you a question about sure. that? Do you think that if you could have set her down earlier than the age that you did and just had a vulnerable conversation that maybe it could have happened, like it wouldn't have had to build all the way up two tiers? No. She wouldn't have been able to hear it? Or
5: No, because what was going on from my understanding of our relationship is that you know, young people, I'm very independent. My children are very independent. They don't want to be controlled in a certain way. And as a father, you still have to keep that control. She was only seeing that side. So she was only seeing this domineering person trying to squish what she thought that she wanted to be or who she wanted to be. And that wasn't it. I was just trying to play the father role. I saw my dad do it. Not, never a tear. He's that man, you know, and I was raised by that man. And I took that on. I remember sitting my son down and telling him, boys, don't cry. And I still, to this day, regret that. And I still talk to him. He's 24. I still talk to him about I was wrong because I do not think that's the way we're supposed to live our lives. And I think that's why you go back to the statistic of how a lot of men are depressed. We're supposed to have emotions. We're human. Now, I don't believe every time you turn around, you should be in front of your children and your wife like, you know, I think that's a drastic thing. But I know dropping a tear as a father for me made a relationship and so much closer and so much better than it would I'm telling you, I know, what than it would have ever been.
4: Do you, you don't think you could have shown that vulnerability without a tear? No. My dad was
6: capable of expressing emotion, not from the standpoint of being a whiny little baby. He held down, held it down on my family. My parents are the happiest couple I've ever seen still to this day. Um, but my dad was able to and still is able to, at funerals, be able to show emotion during movies when he feels the emotion, be able to show up and do that. Um, he I'd never see him whining about like what you guys are saying, whining about just issues happening in his life, like at work and what he's doing. Never. He deals with that on his own. But he is showing up vulnerably when he is experiencing an emotion, not from a, a whiny baby place, but from a freeness that he has with it. And uh, I even think like when I first went
8: out to college, you know, he's he's tearing up, too. So I would just like to say um, this is a field I specialize in. I'm a program manager for a nonprofit that focuses on mental health. Um, and a lot of the times what we what we in our clients are men that are coming in dealing with childhood trauma of uh, these expectations and standards of trying to live up to the quote-unquote masculine um, ideal so a lot of the times we we have men coming in because they're still trying to seek approval in their 30s or they're still trying to get that male validation you know in their 40s and it goes back to making sure we understand the difference between regulating your emotions and suppressing them i think it's that's why i said earlier like to be an alpha you have to be balanced you guys can be emotional as well you guys can be vulnerable it doesn't make you less than just like a woman being more assertive doesn't make her less than a woman if you feel like you don't want to promote being emotional in front of your kids you know i've asked the question does that kind of fall into toxic masculinity for your son
4: well first i i didn't say anything about not being vulnerable vulnerable is the word that i brought up so i think being vulnerable is very important i think crying Physically crying in front of your kids is not ideal. This is not about an ego stroke or or trying to be overly masculine. I think being vulnerable as a man is one of the strongest things a man can actually do. It's just that I don't think that crying, particularly sobbing, is going to be very healthy as the leader and the person that they're supposed to come to for that safety and that care.
2: But isn't real vulnerability then? Then you're just not being honest, but like, yo, babe, sorry, I had this thing. I just, I left and I cried. But now I'm here to be strong with you. That's real vulnerable. I can't think of a scenario no. where I'd leave to cry. Yeah. See, I guess well, But needing feels performative. I'm trying to show you how vulnerable I am. No, no, it's not necessarily showing. It's, 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 I think easy. you can be very vulnerable right. without crying. Yeah. People just express their sadness in different ways. You can be, but I heard what you guys were saying earlier, and I agree with that. It's like you know, you don't want to be a crybaby about things. We don't, right? <laughs> but it's like to be at, for instance, if I'm. At a funeral, and this person meant something to to tell me, no, can't do that. Or I see something on television or a movie that moves me, like, you can't do that. It's, like, kind of, like, a very weird thing, and I I, I think you guys touched upon that.
9: There's just, like, a weird stigma behind, like, crying, because it seems like we keep associating crying with weakness. And And the issue is that, like, again, there is a big difference between crying and Sobbing yeah. <laughs> so historically solving like I think that's only do if you like say you lost a loved one like really close to you like Like not like say like your significant other say like horrible accident like stuff stuff like that You know like there are obviously scenarios for that for like regular crying again kind of like we, we all touched upon that we're not saying that you have to cry every other day, but like there are, like, cases where it's, it's okay, it should be okay.
7: As kids, we look for, like, we look up to our dads to be able to, re- how do we react to certain scenarios? Do you feel that, like, okay, like, for instance, like, my dad didn't cry, I don't think I've ever seen my dad cry, I've seen very bad, like, sad scenarios, straight face, you know, and I feel like I developed that as, like, a kid, like, as, as I got older, like, I have to keep this inside because that's how exactly just how I saw my dad do it. How would you basically, t- like, explain to your kids how they feel like they should let out their sadness, should they... Keep, especially if you feel like
4: you're not really expressing sad scenes in front of them. I, I think probably the best thing I can do is like explain to you what my goal as a father is is to explain them the truth of the world truly hey this is the truth of the world this is how the world is. Here's some competencies and things you can do to set yourself up because my ultimate goal for my children is to have choice. So I can have a son he could be gay he could cry he, he could be straight he could cry like, a, a, it, like I could have daughters that were dominant masculine I don't care as long as they have choice. I personally my preference and, and what I aspire to be and what I want to be and what I get to be is that strong man for my family.
9: We all kind of believe that, like, we have to be a hero for our kids, right? Especially when they're super young. And honestly, I agree. I think, I think it's totally, like, you need to be a role model for your kids, you know? And you need to be a safe space, which I completely agree with. But things happen as they grow up, you know what I mean? Especially when they go towards their teen years when they start being more in touch with their emotions When they're actually like feeling a lot of different things and feeling the pressure of society and everything that's collapsing around them, sometimes they don't just need like a hero, they need a father to like commune with, to like actually talk with.
5: Oh. Yes. <laughs> that <two>. way? <laughs> you need to get to